He's gonna go! He's at the 50! He's at the 40! He's at the 30! School's out! This is Troy Calhoun, head coach of the Air Force Academy. This is Brian Harson, head coach of the Boise State Broncos. Catches! Foot in! Touchdown! This is Jeff Tedford. This is Mike Bobo. Fakes it, now has a blocker, runs out toward the right side, tries to dive for the pylon! This is Bob Davey. This is Matt Wells. This is Craig Bull, head coach of the University of Wyoming. Looks, throws, end zone, touchdown! This is Nick Rulovich. This is Jay Norvell, head coach at the University of Nevada. This is Rocky Long. He's got a receiver across the middle, fighting for the end zone. Oh, man. This is Brent Brennan. This is Tony Sanchez. He's to the goal line, and he's in for six. This is Craig Thompson, commissioner of the Mountain West. And you're listening to... You are listening to... And you are listening to This Week in the Mountain West. Here we go. Welcome into the Week 9 edition of This Week in the Mountain West. I'm your host, Nate Crackman. A seismic shakeup in the West Division is the story of the week in the Mountain West. San Diego State, the unanimous choice to win the West in the preseason media poll, beaten handily at home by Fresno State, who's off to a very surprising 4-0 start in conference under the new head coach, Jeff Tedford. With the two-game lead on the Aztecs and the head-to-head tiebreak, the Bulldogs poised to win the West in a year they were picked to finish dead last in that same preseason media poll. Fresno State in a great position to return to the Mountain West Championship game for the first time since 2014. As for the Mountain Division, Boise State knocked Wyoming from the ranks of the Mountain West unbeaten, so it's the Broncos as well as Colorado State still undefeated on that side of the standings. As for the polls, San Diego State still receiving votes in the AP despite back-to-back losses, while CSU and Boise State are receiving votes in the coaches' poll. Coming up on this week's show, we'll recap week eight. Check in with Air Force Radio Color Analyst Jesse Kurtz about the Falcons' last two dramatic wins and get the latest from red-hot Fresno State with the voice of the Bulldogs, Paul Leffler. It's the week nine edition of This Week in the Mountain West, and you have it here on the Mountain West Radio Network. This is Matt Wells, head football coach of the Utah State Aggies. We'll be right back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. In the Mountain West, sportsmanship meets winning with honor, but don't take our word for it. Sportsmanship is more than what goes on on the field. Good sportsmanship means being loud, but being courteous. Sportsmanship is enjoying the game and being respectful of other team's fans. And that goes for all officials, coaches, players, and mascots. Sportsmanship is making your parents and your coaches proud. It takes all of us working together to make a good game great. Sportsmanship, that's what it's all about. The Mountain West, champions in life. It's a season-long quest for a reward that's as big as a mountain. Bangs his way into the end zone. Touchdown. Twelve teams chasing one goal. The 2017 Mountain West Football Championship. It'll be decided December 2nd, and the game could be coming to your city. Throws it over the middle, and the pass intercepted. Bragging rights and conference supremacy are on the line, and you won't want to miss it. Follow your team's pursuit of the championship all season long by visiting themw.com. The next big play is just a click away on the Mountain West Network. Join me, Jesse Kurtz, for the latest insight, analysis, and live game action you won't find anywhere else. Catch over 1,500 events for free in HD on the only network that lets you watch any team, anytime, on any device. Go to the MW.com today and get your game on with the Mountain West Network 
there's a force in the West, an attitude unlike any other, a belief that says, let's do this, a shared commitment to academics, leadership, and community service, a bond uniting 12 teams in history, rivalry, and competition. There is a force in the West. We call it the Mountain West. The Mountain West, champions in life. To find out more, visit us at themw.com. This is Mike Bobo, head coach of the Colorado State Rams. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. Quick recap of the five Mountain West games in Week 8. Nick Stevens throws for 231 yards and two touchdowns in Colorado State's 27-24 road win at New Mexico. The Rams 4-0 to lead the Mountain Division and also now bowl eligible. Air Force downs Nevada 45-42 as Arion Worthman rushes for two touchdowns. And Luke Strebel wins it with a 30-yard field goal as time expires. Air Force rushing for 550 yards on 91 carries in that win. Utah State outscores UNLV 24-0 in the second half, and redshirt freshman Jordan Love throws for 316 yards and two scores as Utah State improves to 4-4 with a 52-28 road win. Fresno State holds San Diego State to just 255 total yards and keeps the Aztecs out of the end zone altogether, while Josh Hokett rushes for three touchdowns to lead the Bulldogs to a 27-3 road win to reclaim the Oil Can Trophy. And finally, from Week 8, Boise State hands Wyoming their first conference loss, 24-14 on the blue turf. Much more on Air Force's win with Falcons radio color analyst Jesse Kurtz next after these words from your local station. This is Brian Harson, head coach of the Boise State Broncos. We'll be back with more of this week in the Mountain West right after this timeout.
This is Troy Calhoun, head coach of the Air Force Academy. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. The Air Force Falcons now 3-4 and four on the year following back-to-back dramatic wins over UNLV and Nevada. The Falcons now 2-2 two and two in conference with a critical game this Saturday against their front-range rivals Colorado State in Fort Collins. Joining us now on This Week in the Mountain West, the radio color analyst on the Air Force IMG Sports Network. He's also the executive producer of the Mountain West Network, available on the MW.com. He does it all. He's Jesse Kurtz. Jesse, welcome back to the show. Nate, always great to be on with you, my friend. All right, Jesse, let's start with the Falcons. What's the feeling around the program today after these last two wins versus three weeks ago coming off a heartbreaking loss on the road at Navy? Yeah, I think one relief um, because this is the team that had been on the doorstep of winning some pretty big games, uh, whether it be San Diego State or, or Navy, only to come away with a loss. So relief in that respect, but also some confidence because this is a team that was right there, just couldn't get over the hump. And to win in the way that they did in back-to-back weeks where either the offense had to go down, score late against Nevada, or the defense had to come up with a big stop against UNLV to secure that, something they were unable to do, uh, against Navy, things are starting to come together. And Troy Calhoun uh, has said um, since this summer that he thought this team would be significantly better late in the year than it would be early. And that was a product of the inexperience that really was out on the football field to start this season. Slowly but surely, the guys are getting some reps. So I think a mix of, of relief and confidence as they head into uh, the big game in Fort Collins. Yeah, these last two weeks, UNLV and at Nevada, these games have been entertaining, but certainly not for the faint of heart. What does it say about this Air Force team showing the ability not only to come back from large deficits, but also finish off close games in the fourth quarter? Yeah, it shows what they have that burns in their chest cavity, as Troy Calhoun likes to say. These kids aren't going to quit. And when things looked really bad to start this season, when the only win was against VMI and you're riding a four-game losing streak, there was no flinch in these guys. And, you know, in some places you might get a little bit of a flinch, but at that place it's just grind and stay on the course. And you have guys that just don't quit. And you look at Arian Worthman, who can will put it on his own shoulders in good times and in bad. Um, he's a great leader and thinks that he can be the difference maker, and he has been in, in multiple places. And you look at what he did uh, against UNLV in that game, um, you know, just under 400 yards of total offense, and, and what he did late against UNLV. It's a team that will never quit. It's not what they're, they're programmed to do, and I think you saw that. Um, probably about starting halftime against UNLV all the way through Nevada. They finally have it going, especially offensively. Yeah, you mentioned Arion Worthman. Jesse, you've watched a lot of Air Force football. You know the importance of the quarterback in that option attack. For Worthman, what has he meant to this team, both his athleticism and sound decision-making in the option? Well, when Arion makes good decisions um, with the football and the option, he's tough to beat because he's He's well-built for this position at the Air Force Academy, about 5'11", 200 pounds, but he is so strong from the waist down that rarely is he a guy that's going to go down at first hit. Um, 
what he's starting to learn. Think about it. He, he doesn't even have a full year of starting under his belt. He came in about halfway through the season last year, so he's still a relatively new starter um, as far as games are concerned in the Air Force offense. When he makes good decisions, and he's made, I think he would admit, some, some curious decisions on the outside with the football when he runs the option the way it's designed and, and brings in the initial linebacker, and then his stutter step is great, and he t- can turn it up field or he kicks it out to the likes of you know Tim McVeigh or Ron Cleveland. When he is working um, you know, on all cylinders, if, if I'm mean, to use a cliche here, he's as, he's as good as it comes. It's just a matter of getting more reps and being more sound in his decision making. But you know the stats speak for themselves, Nate. I mean, when you're a, when you count for just under 400 yards of total offense in a game, and you're carrying the ball 28, 29, 30 times, he's got confidence in himself to do whatever it takes to win. And and we've seen that in his career. Defensively, we knew it was going to be an uphill climb for the Falcons this season. Only one returning starter on that side of the ball. I know the numbers aren't great, but how has that group progressed through the season? Well, progress is really the the win in that that equation there because you're right. Uh, this is a very very inexperienced defense. The only guys that, that really come back with any experience from the last couple of years is Santo Coppola up front, Grant Ross, and Jack Floor at the linebacker position, and that's about it. They, they returned just one of their top 12 tacklers from a year ago, so you're seeing some growing pains. There's no question about that, especially in the secondary, starting two sophomores and a junior, and early in the season, the biggest playmaker in the secondary, Garrett Capilla, um, went out with a, with a uh, dislocated shoulder on a block kick against San Diego State, so that was a big blow to this team. Um, losing your biggest playmaker earlier in the year. So now they're starting guys like Jeremy Fedulum, a young kid, just a sophomore. His brother plays with the Cincinnati Bengals, so he's got the bloodlines to play well. James Jones, his dad is a college coach. He's got the bloodlines. These guys just need more reps, and, and we're seeing it. You know, you're giving up 38, 39, 40-plus points. It's really on, on the, uh, the offense right now to outscore while the defense is, is building the plane while you're flying it, so to speak. But, you know, there's some, there's some young talent on this defense, Nate, that I think you're going to see years to come. You'll see the fruits of this year's labor, like guys like Lakota Wills, who is just a freshman who they love here at the Air Force Academy. And then the guys I mentioned, Jeremy Fedulum, James Jones, um, Jordan Jackson, uh, another guy, these young freshmen and sophomore that are learning on the job, but I think you'll see the fruits of the labor here in a couple of years. Jesse, Troy Calhoun in his 11th season now at the Air Force Academy, nine bowl games in 10 years coming into this season, four Commander-in-Chief's trophy wins, a Mountain Division title two years ago. It's not easy to win consistently at a service academy. How has Calhoun managed to make Air Force a perennially good program? Structure. Uh, you know, you, you have to have a plan here. Um, it has to be a solid plan, but you can't deviate from that plan. And he's a very structured head coach, which fits right into the curriculum at the Air Force Academy. And it's a big reason that they're, they're good. They know exactly what they're going after in the, uh, the recruiting game because of that structure. And, you know, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't hurt that he's stuck around. Look, I mean, you know, at the Air Force Academy, you have success. You're going to get bites from all over the country, whether it be, you know, a big jobs out of the SEC or Pac-12 or, or the Big Ten. Those schools are going to come knocking on your door. The fact that he continually 
uh, you know, pledges his allegiance to the Air Force Academy, and then when these coaches are on the recruiting trail, including him, you know, they can say, we're not going anywhere. We've got this structure in place. We've got the, the, uh, the accountability with each other that we're going to make this place and continue to make this place the best it can be on the football field. And Troy Calhoun, um, you know, consistently has said, the Air Force Academy is where I want to be. The Air Force, I'm not going anywhere. And I think that speaks, and you start getting these high-level recruits because they know they're going to play for a, a, a consistent staff. And, oh, by the way, he's a heck of a football coach. There's a reason that the NFL has come a calling a few times. He knows what he's doing when it comes to X's and O's on the field. It's Air Force at Colorado State in Fort Collins on Saturday. Critical game in the Mountain Division race. Jesse Kurtz, he is the radio color analyst on the Air Force IMG Sports Network. Also, check him out on the Mountain West Network, available on the MW.com. They do great work over there. Jesse, thank you for the time. Have a great broadcast on Saturday. Nate, appreciate it. You're the best. Thanks for all you do for the Mountain West. We'll jump over to the West Division and talk Fresno State with the voice of the Bulldogs, Paul Leffler, next here on the Mountain West Radio Network. This is Jay Norvell, head coach of the University of Nevada. We'll be back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. The next big play is just a click away on the Mountain West Network. Join me, Jesse Kurtz, for the latest insight, analysis, and live game action you won't find anywhere else. Catch over 1,500 events for free in HD on the only network that lets you watch any team, anytime, on any device. Go to the MW.com today and get your game on with the Mountain West Network. There's a force in the West, an attitude unlike any other. A belief that says, let's do this. A shared commitment to academics, leadership, and community service. A bond uniting 12 teams in history, rivalry, and competition. There is a force in the West. We call it the Mountain West. The Mountain West, champions in life. To find out more, visit us at themw.com. It's a season-long quest for a reward that's as big as a mountain. Bangs his way into the end zone. Touchdown. Twelve teams chasing one goal. The 2017 Mountain West Football Championship. It'll be decided December 2nd, and the game could be coming to your city. Throws it over the middle, and the pass intercepted. Bragging rights and conference supremacy are on the line, and you won't want to miss it. Follow your team's pursuit of the championship all season long by visiting themw.com. In the Mountain West, sportsmanship meets winning with honor. But don't take our word for it. Sportsmanship is more than what goes on on the field. Good sportsmanship means being loud but being courteous. Sportsmanship is enjoying the game and being respectful of other teams' fans. And that goes for all officials, coaches, players, and mascots. Sportsmanship is making your parents and your coaches proud. It takes all of us working together to make a good game great. Sportsmanship, that's what it's all about. The Mountain West, champions in life. This is Jeff Tedford, head football coach of the Fresno State Bulldogs. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. The surprise of the year in the Mountain West, Fresno State 4-0 with a commanding lead in the West Division after knocking off their in-state rival San Diego State 27-3 last Saturday night at Qualcomm Stadium. Back home at Bulldog Stadium this week to face UNLV. Joining us right now, the voice of Fresno State football for the Bulldog Sports Network from Learfield, it's Paul Leffler. Paul, welcome to the show. How you doing? 
Hey, Nate, I'll tell you, everybody around here is doing a lot better this year compared to the last couple of years. It's so much fun to see this community and this whole valley, the San Joaquin Valley, respond to what Jeff Tedford and this program are doing. The excitement is back, and people are believing around here. Yeah, Paul, 1-11 a year ago, 0-8 in conference, coaching change, picked to finish dead last in the preseason media poll, and not only have the Bulldogs won their first four conference games, they've been absolutely dominant. For those of you close to the team and the program, is this as surprising to you as it is to the rest of us? Well, yes and no. I don't think you could have predicted it. And, you know, even when Fresno State and everybody else showed up at Mountain West Media Days in late July. One of the biggest developments hadn't happened yet, and that was the addition of Marcus McMarion from Oregon State. After he didn't win that job, he, as a graduate transfer, came back home. He's from this area, a great town called Dinuba, home of the mighty emperors and their green and silver. And now he's wearing that bulldog red and really doing a phenomenal job leading that offense. The offense and defense are working together so well, and you know, nine shutout quarters in a row, nine quarters anyway without a touchdown for this Fresno State defense, that's the number one streak in the country. And you never would have expected that a year ago. So give credit to Jeff Tedford, but also this incredible coaching staff he has and the way they are working together with one focus. And that focus is leading them to win after win, which has this community so fired up. Yeah, you mentioned Tedford. What has his return brought to this program? Well, I think that's just it, the return. People remember him. He was the first star quarterback of the Bulldog Stadium era. That stadium was built right at the start of the 1980s. and He led Fresno State to an 11-1 season his senior year. He was back here under his mentor, Jim Sweeney, as a quarterback coach, as an offensive coordinator, stayed for the first year of the Pat Hill era, and then moved on to Oregon and eventually that head job at Cal. But he never lost touch with the the Valley. People here never forgot who he was. And I think his experience, his attention to detail, his intentionality, and the standard that he sets for his coaches and players, I think it's made just a tremendous difference. And it's starting to make a difference across this university and across this community. We know the struggles the program has had at the quarterback position since Derek Carr. How has Marcus McMarion finally brought some stability? Well, uh, it was a work in progress. You know, he didn't start until the first conference game. He's undefeated as a starter as a Bulldog, 4-0. He won his last two starts at Oregon State last year, too, so he's on a bit of a roll personally. But they brought him off the bench in each of the first three games, including those losses at Alabama and Washington, and he got his feet wet. He got used to this offense. He got a feel for it. And really, with the exception of a game against San Jose State where he missed some real opportunities and could have put a lot more points on the board, He's just been smooth. He's had a great feel. He hasn't tried to do too much. He's handled the pressure. And I was more impressed with him, I think, against San Diego State than any other game, even though statistically it wasn't his most explosive. Just how he handled the wrinkles that Rocky Long and that defense threw at him, I thought was outstanding and a big factor in why Fresno State won as handily as the dogs did. All right, defensively, the Bulldogs have allowed 13 points the last three games. Like you mentioned, haven't allowed a touchdown in nine quarters. That pass rush bothered Christian Chapman all night on Saturday. What should we make of this Fresno State defense that is shutting down some really good teams? Well, I think you should uh, you should make a defense that executes. It's assignment perfect for the most part. Guys are doing their jobs. You really saw that start against New Mexico. And maybe you can go back and say, well, it started against Incarnate Word with a shutout. It continued in the second half against Alabama and Washington when that defense really clamped down. 
but that New Mexico game was a big test with a triple option. A lot of times you can get fooled, you give up big plays, and these guys stayed home, they trusted each other, they just executed at a high level. The other thing that jumps out is they're taking the ball away. I mean, they're one of the top turnover teams in the country over this four-game win streak, and it's not just one guy. It's a lot of different players who are making it happen, who are seizing those opportunities and feeding off each other. UNLV and BYU at home before back-to-back weeks of pretty challenging travel to Hawaii and Wyoming, and then Boise State back home. What are going to be the keys to Fresno State closing this thing out and winning that West Division? Well, I think just staying focused. That's been the big key for Jeff Tedford. He's not allowing these guys to get up or get down or worry about who they're playing. It's about their assignment that week and what's in front of them and what they're capable of. And so far, I think the team's buying into that. Now it's going to get tougher. Now that they're in the driver's seat, that burden is going to get a little heavier. But I see no signs that this team is losing focus or shifting focus or going to approach it any differently than the way that's gotten them to that 4-0 start. All right, Fresno State leading the West Division right now. In fact, a commanding lead uh, of at least two games over San Diego State plus the tiebreaker. Paul Leffler, the voice of the Fresno State Bulldogs on the Bulldog Sports Network from Learfield. It's Fresno State and UNLV this week. Paul, thank you so much. Have a great call on Saturday, and we'll talk to you soon. Sounds great, Nate. Thanks a lot. We'll preview the Week 9 schedule next after these words from your local station. This is Rocky Long, head coach of the San Diego State Aztecs. We'll be back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout.
This is Mike Bobo, head coach of the Colorado State Rams. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. Six games on the Week 9 schedule in the Mountain West, all on Saturday. We started up with a front-range rivalry matchup between Air Force and Colorado State in Fort Collins at 1 o'clock Mountain Time. Rams atop the Mountain Division at 4-0 in conference. They're first in the Mountain West and 10th nationally in total offense. Air Force comes in averaging over 35 points per game against conference opponents. Watch that game on CBS Sports Network. Also at noon Pacific, 1 p.m. Mountain, it's San Jose State at BYU. Stream that game on ESPN3. Spartans coming off a bye. BYU 0-2 this year against the Mountain West. At 5.30 Mountain Time, it's New Mexico at Wyoming in Mountain Division play on ESPNU and the Watch ESPN app. Critical game for the Cowboys if they hope to keep pace in the division. Lobos haven't won since back on September 30th. UNLV visits Fresno State on AT&T Sports Network at 7 o'clock Pacific. Bulldogs defense has given up 13 total points the last three weeks. They lead the conference in total defense and the 3-0 at Bulldog Stadium this season. Boise State puts their unbeaten conference record on the line and a tough one on the road at Utah State at 8 p.m. Mountain Time on CBS Sports Network. The Broncos one win away from bowl eligibility. The Aggies hoping to stay hot with redshirt freshman Jordan Love now at quarterback. And the late one, San Diego State at Hawaii at 5.15 Hawaii time. That's 8.15 Pacific time on ESPN2 and the Watch ESPN app. Aztec trying to rediscover their high-powered ways. They've scored just 17 points the last two weeks, and they'll have to stop Hawaii's senior running back, Diosami St. Just, fifth nationally with 1,094 rushing yards on the season. Nevada has a bye this week. And that will do it for the Week 9 edition of This Week in the Mountain West. If you missed any of this show, you can listen on SoundCloud on the Mountain West Radio Network page on the MW.com. You can also download the show as a podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or TuneIn. And of course, follow the Mountain West on Twitter at Mountain West and like the Mountain West Conference on Facebook. I'm Nate Kreckman. Have a great weekend, everybody. This is Craig Thompson, Commissioner of the Mountain West. We'll talk to you next week right here. Right here. Right here. Right here on This Week in the Mountain West.